another week this is simply king and here you are and today is a very very interesting one um i wanted to you know as i said last week i wanted to you know definitely have guests have different opinions not just you know give you my own opinion but give you some diverse opinions so i already you know came and reached out to a good friend of mine from school the lovely alexa heard she's currently the secretary of Clark Atlanta University's uh, SGA and um, one, probably one of the smartest women I know. Um, I know she, you know, got a few, you know, some Southern roots and everything. So I felt that she would be the perfect person to dialogue on if chivalry is either deceased or obsolete. So here, I'm gonna, you know, have her come on, come on and uh, really just join in in this conversation. And, um, and really just get it going. Let's go ahead and get going. Um, how you doing though, Alexa? I'm well, I'm well. Doing good, doing good. Well, tell me, first thing I have to ask you is, what do you, do you believe in chivalry? And I guess, what's your definition? I mean, I believe in chivalry. And to me, it's, you know, it's just common courtesies that a gentleman will have for a lady. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a woman he's um, romantically or physically involved with. It's just women in general. Okay. Okay. Mm. So you think chivalry is something that is only for a man and a woman? I think that's that's all it's for, right? Um, not necessarily. Like it doesn't have to be, but I think historically and like traditionally, it's very been much like certain things that are expected of men to who are consider themselves gentlemen. Mm-hmm. that they do okay okay um because I'm, I'm southern i come from you know small town of jackson tennessee and um my mom definitely she was definitely you know the type to instill certain things in me you know opening doors just the way it was just a, a social thing it was just the way of the world just how it is <laughs> and i didn't realize that everyone in the world didn't do this until i went to school i didn't realize it was you know actually women who never even seen it. like it's this this doesn't happen where they from like they don't even expect men to do these things it's not even a thing that they ever had a problem with and the first taste of it was going you know going to hbcu in the south and then you have others who um are indifferent and it's like through my i guess through my little research and a few blogs a few, few different you know writings about chivalry it's interesting because now now in this day and age, you have this whole new, I guess, uh, conflict where some some women feel patronized when you know guys kind of like put their you know put these different acts of you know chivalry out. They feel like, hold on, why you? What you think I can't do it myself? What you doing? You know what I'm saying? What you think about that? Do you think? Do you think a lot of women have the right to feel patronized 
for you know these chivalrous acts, or do they just not understand? I mean, I get, I get it. The why some women feel that way. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel that you should. I feel like I don't feel as if it's to show weakness. I think it's act of kindness and compassion, mm-hmm. and it's just social niceties that are done. Um, when the man opens the door for me, it's not because I'm incapable of opening the door for myself. It is just a courtesy that he extends to me hmm. as a woman who deserves respect as a human being. Like he can open the door for other gentlemen, for other men. Hmm. But I don't, I don't perceive it as patronizing or as uh, demonstrating my incapability to do things for myself. And that's and that's good. That's good. You definitely sound very, you know, a very empowered. And conscious woman, I would say. One thing um, I found interesting because I like how you mentioned weakness. Because in um, old uh, definitions of chivalry, because chivalry, you know, the whole word came into existence when it came to um, the knights. It was like a code of conduct that knights mm-hmm. kind of pledged to. And um, I think it was like the maybe like the 15th, 15th and 14th century. And essentially, they took this code of conduct and it was these different, you know, gestures and basically serving those who couldn't serve themselves or those who were weak. And I thought it was interesting that, you know, just as time came, you know, when came up into the world and we advanced in history and social things, a lot of social things happened. But what uh, was funny was how it became a trend for a lot of, you know, our great our grandparents and our great-grandparents to believe in chivalry in these chivalrous acts and they try to instill those in generations generations after the fact why do you think uh it isn't as prevalent now as it was all over the world back then um i think just a few things happened um after you know the baby boomers were born and they grew up they had went through this whole phase through the 60s where they just rejected the culture of their parents mm. so if your parents smoked cigarettes they smoked pot if your parents got married you didn't if your parents oh. um studied things like in the maths and science you studied liberal arts like it was just just this blatant rejection of the lives and lifestyles your parents had lived and so it was a rejection of their morals and their values in the 60s and 70s of the steep decline in religion and things like that and so and then you have the sexual revolution and the civil rights movement and then the rise of feminism all in this 20-year time span that rejects a lot of the social norms of the 40s and 50s Mm. where you get a lot of these chivalrous acts from you know i i believe that too and also i would add that um the difference, a real big difference in, uh, I guess, our parents and our grandparents' generation compared to ours is, um, it's more of a sense of individuality now. I believe back then, doing the same thing that's always been done wasn't a wrong thing for some people. You know, if it was a family business that was already established, already making money, no matter if it was black, white, whatever, whatever the, you know, ethnic group that, you know, had this business was, that's what everybody was cool with. If you had a restaurant, a family restaurant, a family, you know, law law firm, whatever it is, you were fine with doing that and that was gonna be your occupation. You went to school for it, you was fine with it. It is what it is. But I feel like now, because of opportunities and industries being created in each day and industries just evolving out of, you know, old things, now we are way, way, way more have the sense of individuality. We want to do our own things. We want to believe in our own things, create our own 
I guess, religious, you know, practices and traditions and things like that. So I feel like now, the reason why I wanted to bring up chivalry is because I feel like uh, it needs to be revisited and it needs to be put into our now, now uh, revolutionary day and age where so many things are happening, and so many things have happened, and so many things are still happening uh, with the world. And we still got to, it doesn't really need a place or should we revitalize it and make it something new? And um, so uh, I, I, why do you think people always say that it's dead? Or do you believe that chivalry is dead? Well, I don't think chivalry is dead. It's definitely not to the extent that it was. If you look back, maybe like 60, 70 years ago when my um, grandparents grew up. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say it's dead. But certain things aren't done anymore. Like men still very much like open doors. But um, it used to be common practice that if he, of couples were at a table... Um, anytime a lady left the table or came to the table, all the gentlemen would stand. Mm. So, like, it used to be like that. Like, you would stand for a lady as she left the table if she was going to go powder her nose. Like, those aren't things that are done. And if you saw it done, somebody who's 20 years old would be like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, that's too much. And, um, you know, like, certain things like that used to be done. Um, I don't, honestly, a lot of men don't open car doors anymore. That used to be very commonplace. Mm-hmm. Um, women wouldn't pump their own gas um like women wouldn't pump their own gas women wouldn't handle any sort of maintenance with cars husbands and boyfriends and fathers did that type of thing Mm -hmm. um but like certain acts just aren't done anymore but i wouldn't say it's dead it's just that um social conventions haven't required the Mm -hmm. same thing of men Mm, do you think do you think that it's a that there's still a place for it? Do you think it's still relevant within today's society after all these things have changed? Because, you know, a lot of our, you know, grandparents and great-grandparents and just a a societal norm was, you know, it was majority house-wise, a lot of women weren't working or it wasn't expected for them to work. It was one or the other. Because, you know, I feel like in mainstream, it might, you know, they might put this out here about housewives and this, that, and the third, but... We know all our grandparents and stories they tell us and they make it seem like it was never anyone in the family, or at least my family specifically, who didn't work, didn't do something, yeah. you know? So that may, that may be, you know, uh, more common with certain ethnic groups or whatever, but I believe, I believe now, honestly, I believe now I'm, I'm kind of puzzled because it's interesting because when I got to school and I, you know, I brought my different traditions, you know, that my mom taught me. But I also got different reactions to when I did this. Like I did get, you know, meet those folks who were, you know, felt patronized and the folks who felt, you know, why are you doing this and questioned it. And I guess that I feel like a lot of men, they uh I guess their their reasoning for calming down on their chivalrous acts is because of the, I guess the negative uh responses or feedback they get. What do you think about that? Do you think that uh is that is that is that going to kind of discourage chivalry kind of staying around and being prevalent or has it already or do you believe what do you believe when it comes to that i think it does discourage it to a certain extent because nobody wants to offend another person exactly don't get a negative reaction but i think at the same time um you have to learn how to accept certain levels of kindness from people mm-hmm. and i think a lot of women didn't grow up in those types of environments so they don't really know how to accept kindness from men that doesn't ask for something in return Mm. so 
when men open the like you know there's that idea that well i opened the door for you and you called me thirsty but that's because this woman has no concept of a man who does nice things for her without wanting something in return mm. and that's and i feel like that is that is i feel like that is a big 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 part of it now and um i feel like this i feel like it shouldn't i don't know because i feel that there isn't a um, I guess a, a counter chivalrous act that's going on. It's like you can do all these different things and never get a thank you. You can never yeah. get these different things. And you have certain people who have this stance of, well, it, why why should I say thank you for stuff that y'all should do anyway? That's just that should be expected of you. Don't say thank you for this and that. And it's it's really I believe the world should move towards being just you know just very very using this practice of common courtesy. Cause yeah. I feel like it's been times where you know I'll be rushing. I used to rush to class. You know I'll be late sometimes too. I'll be needing a door help me just for a second. And you know I've seen somebody just be at that door and they'll let that thing go. And I don't know how to feel. I'll be like, dang. Like if I, that was me, I I, I would have waited that little second. You know what I'm saying? I see you rushing. I see you gonna be here in just this one second. But they I let they they let that door slam in my face many a times, many a times. And I feel like it's certain. Like and I think it was that. And then once I took uh, one of my last classes, I took my uh, my last uh, semester was uh, women's studies. Mm-hmm. And um, it opened my eye to a lot of different, you know, just the way I looked at the world when it came to just looking at both sides, when it came to just, you know, just gender roles and all these different things. And um, when it came to chivalry, certain acts, you know, I asked, I asked a few people, I was like, do you think that, you know, these chivalrous acts, the certain traditions that were created, were they kind of like mechanisms of control? Like, did they kind of like enforce this like feeling of control? Like, you can't come to this door until I open it for you. You can't sit down until I pull this chair out. You can't cross the street without me, you know? Or me standing on the side of the street with you is going to stop us both from getting hit by a car or something bad from happening. Yeah. And I, I always thought that was interesting because I feel like that, yeah. It, it, it could. I feel like in some ways it could be a, a mechanism of control. But what do you think? I mean, it's a lot of it has to do with the people involved. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure there are men who abuse, like who abuse chivalry in an attempt to exert control over mm-hmm. women and false generosity, and to like hang it over their head, or you know, to assert a certain dominance. But like I said, that depends on the person and not really the act itself. Hmm. It's like how you intend to use the act. It's like there's this quote that says, um, if you always hold the door open for people, you can't be angry when they don't say thank you because they didn't ask. Hmm. And that's true because they didn't ask. Mm -hmm. So when you do things like that, people have to remember chivalry is one of those things that has to be out of kindness. Hmm. And you, it's not supposed to warrant things in return. It's not supposed to be something to use for domination and control. Then that's not really chivalry. That's just abuse. Hmm. And I, I, I definitely believe that. I definitely believe that it should be a common courtesy. But one thing, um, another reason was because of, you know, I feel like there's a growing, growing conversation and just more of a dialogue when it comes to, you know, homosexual couples transgender couples all these different things and so i believe uh in some ways uplifting chivalry or the practice of you know the old traditions of chivalry when most people when you ask them the definition of it is very it's very it's very heterosexual 
Do you True. believe that, I guess, uh, promoting or someone upholding and supporting the acts of chivalry is like kind of and more so promoting and advertising heteronormativity? You know, making it seem like if you're not straight and this and that, then it's bad because you, because if you do these things and you allow these things to be done for you, you're a respectable person. You're, you're yes. a gentleman and you're a lady. But it cuts out a large portion of individuals. Do you believe, do you believe that is what that's doing or can that be done i mean chivalry is to a certain extent it is extremely heteronormative because the way it's always discussed is in between relations between people who recognize themselves as women and people who recognize themselves as men yeah. and so when you get to like homosexual couples it's disrespectful to say well you're the gym you're the guy and you're the woman like that's just not what it is in a homosexual couple exactly so i think it goes into just like what are the norms of your relationship Mm -hmm. I think chivalry in general has a lot to do like if the norms of your relationship or is this one person always opens the door that's just what it is for your relationship but for somebody else's relationship it could be different it's like when you have an organization and you figure out that what are the norms and the like you know what I mean what are the expectations mm -hmm. of each other relationships are a lot like that too because um like when we were even discussing heterosexual couples, some women might not feel it is an expectation for you to open the door for them. Mm -hmm. But a homosexual couple could feel that way. Yeah. But it's always this one person in the couple who opens the door or something like that. And, but I feel that it's interesting because I feel like now we really have to, you know, we have to push for more humanness. We have to push mm -hmm. for more. We have to really be careful with how we, the traditions that we uphold and we promote in this society because it, not only it shuts out a group of people, it shuts out, you know, an ethnic group of people, it shuts out, you know, someone who they they can't control their sexual orientation. What, what can you do about that? And all these different uncontrollables that are being, you know, marginalized in a sense with different, very, very traditional things. Now, speaking of traditions, I do want to, I do want to touch on, you know, a few double standards because mm -hmm. I feel like chivalry and double standards always go hand in hand and one key thing that I had you know just through discussing this with other individuals were um, well you know women more independent now man like they they, they got stuff they, don't even, they ain't even used to have they don't even want you to open doors because they can do that their own selves you know so that's that's how I feel so I don't open doors no more because they can do their own thing they can do everything by themselves they don't need no man so if you act like that I ain't gonna do nothing for you a lot of men who believe in that and they take their stance. It's a lot of women who I wouldn't say even put themselves out there like that. I believe it's really on that perception of how, you know, how certain men take it because they may have never met a strong woman, independent woman before. So they just are taken back by it and, you know, get, a, you know, get easily offended. What do you think? Do you think this, you know, new wave and us a beautiful wave of independent women they're increasing numbers. As women are way more educated now, getting higher and higher, you know, different levels of corporate America, government, all these different things. Do you believe that uh, is kind of discouraging, I guess, chivalrous acts? Um, I think it kind of, I don't know, it's, it's an interesting conversation because I, I think, because <laughs> I think if you feel that 
I just feel like it comes out of kindness. Like, mm. you know what I mean? It's just like, I'm going to do this for you out of kindness. I'll open this door for you. I'll open this car door for you. I'll pump your gas. Like, it's just supposed to be out of kindness. So if you feel intimidated because this woman has a certain level, has a certain pay grade that you shouldn't open doors for her. Mm -hmm. it's, it's It seems to come out of insecurity. Mm -hmm. And that your chivalry didn't really come out of kindness. It came more out of dominance and assertion of yourself as the man mm -hmm. in a heterosexual relationship. I would. Yeah. So it's like it seems more that you do this out of dominance and protection than out of kindness. Because mm. I don't feel as if if you feel intimidated by women, you probably shouldn't be with that woman. Mm. That's real. That's real. That's real now. That's real now. I, I I definitely believe that. I feel that any offensiveness that comes from any, you know, especially when it's something that you're trying to do for someone and someone reacts in a certain way and you get offended by what how they react to your actions, um, it may be something you got to revisit with yourself sometimes. You know, it's it's not don't always put it on them like there's something wrong with them because I know me when I when I do this, this is what's right. It's not like that. It's really not like that in the world. So, do you believe? Because, because let's when it comes when it comes to double standards, you have a few hot, always spoken about double standards, and I want your stance on this. Because I feel like nowadays it's real, it's real interesting. But I feel like it's a real interesting time because I feel like more than ever, I feel just through observation, men and women are acting more like more than ever like from the like comparative to the past and the present because of just how the world is advanced and opportunities and just different advancements you know women women have came a long way in this world and so women are taking way more stances they're taking you know the direct approach i ain't about to wait for no man to come you know come speak to me first i'm gonna go after him i'm gonna go get what i want i'm gonna make the first move it's way it's women who are proposing now all these different things. Do you think, tell me, tell me what you think about the double standard of, I guess, um, uh, age old one is, uh, I guess a man approaching a woman. Do you think that's something that has to be? I don't think a man necessarily has to approach a woman. I know there's a double standard on, um, rejection. Mm-hmm. Like, I know if, a man, you know, if men reject women, I don't know, it's like this double hit to your ego as a woman, because like a woman's social value a lot of times has to do with how men perceive her as attractive. Uh -huh. So if you are rejected, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so if you're rejected by men, it's like your social value is less than like your stock as a person is lowered. Mm. But a man's social value has more to do with his wallet. Mm-hmm. And less with to do with necessarily if men if women find him physically attractive, because men can be ugly and still find a way to have social value. Very true. Very true. So there's like there's a difference on how men are treated if they're rejected than how women are treated. But I don't necessarily think women have to be approached all the time. Because sometimes some men are shy. <laughs> it's the truth. Like it's the it's the truth and I don't know how many times I have had you know mentees who you know I've you know cause I feel that I've always had I had to figure out my own way when it came to you know approaching women honestly I feel that in the beginning I was frightened 
I was scared as hell, if you can believe it. Because it's like, I, I guess I just thought of it in a sense of purpose. Like, I always do things, you know, purpose-filled. So it was like, I'm walking up to her. I really just want a number. I really just want to know her name. But I'm not just, can't, I can't just come out and ask her that because that might not just be enough. You know, it really might not be enough. You know, I need, I need something else. I need some type of more something, you know? And so I never really made, I always try to find opportunities. I, I was, I was a, I like to be set up in such a way like we both stand this long financial aid line. We got something in common. Oh, snap. So what you, what you doing here? How much you need? About 15, you know, get some jokes going, get some type of, you know, ice broken. And now I'm in. Now I, now I can get this dialogue going. She can feel me. And if she feel she feeling it, we can both part from that long line, get the number, and we can reconnect later. You know, or if we see each other past past ways and all these different things, we can reconnect. You know, on, on another date. Let me ask you this: When it comes to social media, because social media is something that we didn't have in the past, and I believe social media has reshaped the way we communicate as a whole. Do you believe social media has a big, big, big reason on how we interact and honestly has affected chivalry as well? I think it definitely has on a certain different level, on a few levels, mm -hmm. because social media gave people a way to communicate with other people yeah. without knowing them. Mm -hmm. So you could decide whether or not you were interested in a person based off of snapshots of their life. Mm-hmm. Like what, but what they wanted you to see. Exactly. That Instagram is your representative, just that runs all the time. It's because it's only what you want other people to see of you. It's your best pictures. It's like you at the events you want people to know you went to, mm -hmm. things like that. And it gave you the opportunity to like message somebody you don't even know. And just like if they weren't, if they don't message back, oh well, it's not like a face to face rejection. It's a lot easier. It's, it's a lot, lot easier, easier to face. And it's a lot easier to approach because because all in all, if they, they never respond back, if they just read it and never hit you back, it is what it is. All it is is just a message in your messages now, a message that was never replied to. I know myself, I thought it was interesting when, you know, when social media first started back in the uh, good old days when it was all it really was was just Facebook and MySpace and all these different times. And uh, when I was young, and it was just communicating through that way. It was really, really interesting. And it, I felt that everybody was with it. Everybody was with, you know, sliding through DMs before sliding through DMs was really a thing, you know? And, um, but now it's kind of like, now that is the way. I've actually seen men approach women saying, having a conversation. Well, you're, you're, I've seen somebody have like a good five minute conversation with a young lady and he walked away with, Oh, so you know you got a uh, Instagram? Mm -hmm. Not, you know, you know. Can we can we talk sometime? Can I have your number? You should have mine. Whatever, whatever. He wanted to see her her account. I'm sitting here like, dang. So, I guess people are judging each other and evaluating if they would, you know, actually interact with someone based off a profile. And I feel like they had that's a very very interesting thing nowadays because it's like, why? Like why? Why is that even? I guess the implication of who this person is, but it's kind of hard not to factor it in too. When you think about how, I guess their social media presence and, you know, the per the person that you're meeting 
Like, are these two different people? And are if these are two different people, why is that so? I mean, I don't like. It's very odd to me mm-hmm. this phenomenon of you wanting to know how somebody looks on Instagram, mm-hmm. even though you've met them on per in person. Yeah. But I think a lot of that has to do with how other people will perceive them. And less about how you necessarily think about them. I think it goes like if you tell your friends you met this guy and they want and they don't know him, you tell them his Instagram and what they think of him from his Instagram. Mm -hmm. Because you know him. So what do you need his Instagram for? I think it has a lot to do as to what we think other how other people will perceive this person. Mm. Because I mean, it's not a very, it's not a comfortable thing to admit to, but people don't want to date people. They don't think they're friends or even strangers would approve of. Mm, that's very true. I like, that's it's very not true. a comfortable thing to admit, but it's just, it's just true. Yeah, that's very true. Very, very true. So one last thing in the final, final question. And that is, do you believe that if chivalry is slowly declining can it be brought back to what it used to be or should it just be reinvented all all in all um i definitely think chivalry is like it's not what it used to be it is declined but i don't know if it could ever be what it was in the heyday of like the 30s and 40s because in general like what chivalry has was like from back to ancient knights it's definitely not what it was in the 40s mm-hmm. so chivalry has definitely evolved and changed because of the expectations of what men and women or people in relationships romantic or otherwise expect from each other have changed mm-hmm. So as the social expectations change for what is required of another person in a relationship, that will inevitably change. And what we require of other people just in general is going to change. But I think, too, it has to be reinvented because chivalry in its origins didn't involve homosexual couples. It didn't involve transgendered people. So... There's gay men who would make the argument that they don't hold the doors open for women because they're gay. Mm-hmm. So there, you know what I mean? So these social expectations have to be examined and there will certainly be people who will raise their children regardless that if you're a man, you open the doors for ladies, you always pump gas for women. You stand when a woman leaves the table, maybe there will be always be that people, those people who raise their children in a certain way. Mm-hmm. But, um, It'll definitely evolve itself and transform to conform to what the social expectations are of the day. Mm. And my take on it all, in all honesty, is that I believe I believe it. It slightly has its place, but I feel like it needs to be revitalized, rebranded, and reinvented. All in all, clean slate, off the strength of just the way the world is and all the new new implications that are prevalent. First off, you know, what you just mentioned about just homosex, homosexual couples and transgender people. I believe that's a very key part of it because I feel like we should start pushing for humanness. Let's start pushing for we are all all a, a part of this human race. We are all part of this human experience. And let's get to treating each other as such. You know, our social expectations, I believe there definitely should be social expectations because it's sad when we live in a world where you had to have PSAs and publications on don't on not raping someone 
You know, like we live in a world where there's actually, you know, things where it says, you know, don't kill this person, don't hurt this person. And we have these different things. And it's it's sad that we have these different demented people or, you know, twisted opinions. And these are people who, you know, got a lot of attention because of the bad things they've done. But I believe now common courtesy should be universal. If you, you know, in all honesty, if you believe and it's something that you wanted to practice, definitely, you know, allow doors to be held for you. It's nothing. It's all out of kindness. And do the same for someone else. You know, put out that good energy. That's really what it's all about, I believe. Putting out that good energy and just being, you know, good to the person who's sharing this world with you. Point blank, period. Well, Alexa, I thank you. I really, really thank you for joining me on my podcast. And I definitely... For everyone out there who's listening, definitely keep 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 on listening. It's gonna get bigger and bigger. Gonna keep on reaching on different topics. It's gonna happen every week. So tune in every week. The the old episodes aren't going anywhere. You can go to my SoundCloud now to listen to last week about the black aesthetic. And right now, you can, you know, just sit here and I want you to go to my uh my Instagram at King's Memoirs and um let me know what you thought. Give me your feedback, tell me what you think. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, whatever your platform really is. And if you have any questions, if you want to, you know, dialogue with me personally, you can go to my website, lifeisking.com, and um, go to Ask King, and you can just shoot me a message, come straight to my email, check it all the time, and uh, we can get that dialogue going. I appreciate everyone who's uh, listening to the Simply King podcast, and I'll talk to y'all next week. Thank you.